0: Get the full Bonfire experience on your screen. YouTube.com slash Bonfire Sports. Thumbs up. Subscribe. You'll know when we're live. Enjoy the games. What's going on? The Winnipeg Blue Bombers were just... Dominant when they decided to play football tonight. Uh, they say it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Winnipeg trailed 17-14 midway through the second quarter before scoring 30 plus unanswered points, including 17 points off turnovers, and they ride the momentum put forth by outstanding defensive football, the bombers. Improved to 9-2 and two on the season, and with a 47-17 beatdown of the Montreal Alouettes, the Owls fall to 6-4. and four. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside Game Day After Dark. How are you feeling? I imagine if you're a Bombers fan, you're feeling pretty good. This is Winnipeg's post-game show. My name is Darren Bombing. Tons to get to on the show. Schnitzie is going to join me in just a minute. I'm seeing everybody in the live chat. Things are already lighting up. People hitting that thumbs up. That's awesome. Appreciate all of you guys joining us and appreciate you joining us uh, in the live chat. And well, if you don't want to get into the live chat, then, um, you know, get into, uh, the bonfire hotline, 204-816-TIPS, 204-816-8477. It's just like texting your mama. Standard message rate supply. You can call if you really want to and leave a voicemail. If it's good, maybe we'll play it on a future show. Um, but uh, give us your thoughts. Hit up the live chat. Great to see everybody, including my man from the cone, T-Cone Poly. Light it up, Pyros. That's right. Light it up with those uh, thumbs up. Uh, what an outstanding football game for the Blue Bombers tonight. We've got a lot to get into. I am going to pull up the stats for you guys. We are going to watch some video highlights of Winnipeg's good and bad in this game. We are going to get into Walby's Warrior, Westwood's Wide to the Right, the Happy Honker Award, your Bonfire Burning Point, the moment that shifted everything in this game. And, of course, we will hand out our game balls when Zach Schnitzer joins me following this dominant Blue Bombers victory, 47-14. Let's talk about the Blue Bombers defense. Good gracious. This defense is off the charts, okay? They haven't allowed a touchdown in 8 quarters of football. They only allowed 3 points tonight. 3 points. And when team, you know, when people talk about the best defenses in the CFL, I don't know if they talk about the Blue Bombers enough. I understand, you know, some of those losses, losing, um, you know, 30-6 to to BC, losing 31-28 and, and having Dustin Crum, the Crumb, the Crumbback, uh, you know, score a couple touchdowns late and a two-point convert to uh, get it to overtime and then win that game. Um, I, I get it. But I do not get how you can see what we saw tonight. Just utter dominance. On the defensive side of the ball, scoring points, making stops, being disruptive, and just making plays, being physical and making plays. I don't know how you can look at this Blue Bombers defense and not say they are the best defense in the Canadian Football League today. What do you guys say? Hit up the live chat. Uh, Appreciate uh, you guys doing that and, uh, you know, jumping in. Text the hotline, 204-816-TIPS. I'm going to try a couple different things today. Let's see if I can do this. How does this look? Well, got some stats. Okay, let's take a look. So Cody Fajardo tonight, 14 of 25, just 56% passing, 137 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Uh, of course, Winston Rose joining the party of the uh, takeaways uh, tonight. Is that right? I got to make sure that's right because, oh, well, right, it is right brandon alexander's interception was taken back um but let's move to the blue bombers side of the ball and offensively let's talk about this young man right here okay you know what i can even do this let's do this because i have a feeling let me guys know is this too small are these stats too small do you want them bigger let me know hit the live chat um And hit that thumbs up. Everybody keeps hitting it. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. Scott Hayward asking, did Winnipeg cover the spread? Yeah. Yeah. They covered tonight. They covered tonight. Even though it was 17-14 for the Alouettes, Winnipeg was able to cover. Um, Brady Oliveira. Okay. This guy is the consistent, calming presence. And when Zach Kolaris has a bad day, or a bad quarter, or makes a bad throw, I think we know that Kolaris isn't going to be phased by that, right? He is unshakable. But from a team perspective, from an outside perspective, when the quarterback makes some mistakes, a lot of teams wither. Zach Kolaris doesn't wither. The Blue Bombers offense, the Blue Bombers top to bottom, they don't wither. And Brady Oliveira is just there to make it happen. Uh, 18 carries, 119 yards. He averaged 6.6 yards per carry. This guy leads the league in rushing. This guy will be a league all-star. This guy, after all the years of 33, Andrew Harris winning Most Outstanding Canadian. It's now another Oak Park grad. Another native Winnipegger, born and bred right here in Manitoba, who is toting the pill, knocking blockers or knocking tacklers off him, spinning, driving, legs churning, and just picking up first downs. Brady Oliveira is a star. Mark my words, Brady Oliveira is a bona fide superstar in the Canadian football league. And he really hasn't been doing it that long. That was just on the ground. 18 carries for 119 yards. Okay. He also pitched in, uh, six yards receiving. And why is that important? Well, it's because he got to the house. There's Brady Oliveira's touchdown right there. I guess you guys, can you see it? There's Brady Oliveira's touchdown right there, right there here. We'll, uh, we'll take Scott Hayward's, uh, Tongue-in-cheek question off. Did the bombers cover the spread the spread? Yeah. Yeah, they covered the spread. <laughs> uh, there were a lot of excellent plays, uh, excellent players uh in this game. Uh Winnipeg really brought it tonight. Uh let's take a uh, you know a, a bit of a closer look at the stats. You know what? I'm gonna do this and make it a little bit more legible uh for all of you out there. Uh Nick Dembski, five catches for 87 yards, uh, one second down conversion. Dalton Schoen is right there with Austin Mack. And it's funny how these two guys weren't in, either of them were in the league two years ago. Mack, a first year CFLer, Dalton Schoen, most outstanding rookie last year. They are are atop the leaderboard in receiving in 2023. Schoen got to the end zone twice. And picked up four second down conversions, four catches, 48 yards. It doesn't sound like a lot, four for 48. But he was huge when given the opportunity. Kenny Lawler got into the end zone. Big surprise there. 65 yards receiving on just two catches uh, for the young man. Um, And, you know, everybody contributed. Even Damian Jackson. Here, I got to get this. I got to get this logo out of here so we can draw attention to this young man, Damian Jackson, first year in the CFL product of the university of Buffalo, the former U S Navy seal. Look it up. Very cool story. Uh, lives in Winnipeg right now. His girlfriend is up here. If I'm not mistaken, girlfriend, wife, partner, uh, See her at practice all the time. See them, uh, you know, going home together after practice, that sort of thing. This guy is a lifeblood type guy. You're not going to hear his name a lot. You're not going to, um, you know, uh, see him with the ball in his hands a lot. But tonight, he got the ball. He had one catch for one yard, but it was just cool to see him in. He lined up at defensive end tonight. He played special teams. And he had a catch on offense, Damian Jackson, uh, just a heart and soul player on this blue bombers team. Uh, but I think we would be doing this game disjustice if we didn't, if we didn't talk about how it started. Okay. It was real scary. And I was kind of, you know, having fun on Twitter, um, at Darren bombing, if you, aren't following yet um, having fun Uh, you know, saying what's the oxygen level inside IG field tonight. You know what's happening in there? Uh, Because when Zach Kolaris began, he threw an interception on his first play and I want to pull that up. And we do have schnitzy coming in in just a second. I'm going to fix up his camera. And I'm going to get him set. But first, I do want to uh, pull up this play. Because this was really uh, an early moment um, that, you know, Winnipeg was able to recover from. But man, what a moment. What a moment when on the first play of the game is Zach Kolaris scrambling. And throw in a pick. And I don't think you guys have the audio on this, but let's take another look. Here's Kolaris dropping back. And the last ball he threw, pick six to the Edmonton Elks. And the next ball he threw, Tyrell Richards takes to the house. Uh, tough one for Winnipeg, no doubt. Um, but they were able to rally. And uh, when you're able to rally from being down 17-14 with a couple pick sixes and another interception, uh, it really says a lot about the mental makeup of this football team. And I don't know how you would say right now that there's anybody that can hold a candle, maybe outside of Toronto, can't wait for that game coming up. Uh, When is it? Yeah, at IG Field, September 29th. So just about a month away um and winnipeg coming out of a bye as well so they'll be rested the argos have already had their three buys, so uh yeah you heard that right they've already had their three buys so um schnitzer i want to make sure i got your camera good give me a second here i got you oh yeah look at that you're gonna look good buddy here let's bring him in zach schnitzer joins us on game day after dark what's going on you were at the game tonight what was the mood walk me through that uh uh ocean wave surge and and uh tsunami pull away of emotions
1: (laughs) Jeez, what was going on there buddy it it was crazy i mean it just kind of was like a a slap in the face just makes your eyes water right off the bat first throw of the game like you said (laughs) the last throw he made in edmonton was a pick six and he throws a pick six and you could tell that one was all him like He was just, he refused to give up on the play. He should have just thrown it away, but he was trying to force it in there. And yeah, that was, uh, that was brutal. It was brutal. And then a game that Montreal really didn't even have a business being in, Darren, right? Like they put up three offensive points. I mean, they have a good defense. I'll I'll give them credit. That's the thing
0: is they weren't in it. They just took advantage of Winnipeg's blunders early. Yeah, they were never in that game. As much as you could say, you know, Winnipeg gifted them points.
1: Yeah, gifted, and yeah, gifted them fourteen points just like that. I, I mean, I I was listening to the post game, and the second sounds like the second pick six by DeQuan was a really good play by Um, I didn't, I couldn't really see it from where I was sitting that well. All of a sudden, I just saw DeCroix running the other way, and I was like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me! What, what, like, just they had no business. Like, you never, like, you, as a fan." You start to think, are we going to lose this game? Like in a game that they have no business winning, are they going to win it because of these pick sixes? Yeah. The last time a, a bomber quarterback threw pick six, two pick sixes was, well, Drew Brown did last year, but um, you remember that game in 2018, the 2018 Banjo Bowl, when Matt Nichols threw those two awful picks, sixes, one to uh, Willie Jefferson, who hot dogged it to the end zone. I thought, is this going to happen again? But but credit Zach Galaris, Darren, snap and clear like you've said that that's his yeah. motto, and he throws he ends up throwing another interception, but then he throws four four touchdowns. The guy that doesn't phase him.
0: So here's it's the just one just to... an
1: unbelievable like he's an unbelievable talent, but he's he's a, one of his talents is his mental toughness. Yeah. Well, that's the other, that's the other pick. Oh, he throws into a double coverage there.
0: See, I, I just want to make sure that, um, see, I hear the audio, but you out there do not, right? Yeah, no, so, I can't hear it. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll get that straightened <laughs> out. But, uh, you know, um, the interceptions, hey, they're, they're going to happen, right? Um, but, To have three in a game, to have, um, you know, uh, to be down the way they were, and to just rally the way they did. Uh, It's incredible how resilient this team is. We've said it week in and week out, Zach, right? It's almost as resilient as that chain of yours that is just (laughs) going to make an appearance on Game Day After Dark.
1: Of course. Of course the chain's coming. Of course the chain's coming, buddy. Yeah. You just set up my camera and now I'm ruining it by moving around. But no, you're good. You're I good. I wasn't I wasn't comfortable, buddy. I can't I can't sit if I'm not comfortable. I can't sit there.
0: See, look, I'll even I'll there zoom you in. Oh yeah. See? Boom.
1: Joy, yeah, zoom in on my acne, okay? Come on. I had a breakout <laughs> the other day. Right here. Oh no, yeah, yeah, they're right there. So here is here is Dequa's
0: Second, uh, this is Ducroix's pick six, and that's a tough one, okay? I don't put that one on the quarterback. That is a great play by Marc-Antoine Ducroix, uh, outstanding Canadian safety, product of the University of Montreal, playing for the Montreal Alouettes. Uh, he was just kind of lurking, right? Yeah. Just lurking and able to, to to step in and make that catch.
1: Well, it looks like he came off his guy because he saw where Zach was going, and he just broke on the ball.
0: Yeah, he was just kind of like I think they sent the the linebacker on a blitz. Yeah, and then he's just creeping down and reading the quarterback.
1: Yeah, no, it was a good really,
0: play. really good play by by the uh by the Elowitz uh, safety. That's not the right one. Here we go.
1: <laughs> I looked spacey there. Yeah. <laughs> Sparky. 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 You know, the first, even at our the buddy, pick... uh,
0: Joey Slattery's name at the bottom there, but no, Ooh, it's Knitsy. Slats.
1: Where is Slats? Slats. He joins Where's... us a couple times and then he yeah, disappears on us. What's going on with him?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he moved on from, uh, from bell media. Yeah. Uh, resigned and, uh, cooking up something, uh, new for himself, but, uh, I
1: know I'm excited.
0: Yeah. I'm excited too. It should be good. Um, okay. So, you know, I have some notes here. The wild and wacky first half, of course. Kalaris's picks back to back, and and then uh, a third. Um, I've, we've talked about Brady Oliveira, you know, right before you joined that that calming, consistent presence that he brings. Yeah. It's a real reassurance that they have him to go to. Um, Winston Rose with a, a very big pick. Uh, I wouldn't say the first pass knockdown. Like if you guys were watching on TV, they said you know he was close to picking that. I don't think he did. He kind of like turned his body into the ball, right? And and into the player and mm-hmm. used his outside hand to, to bat it away. So I think he was going defense the whole way, not trying to pick it off. But the second one, great read.
1: Mm-hmm. I've talked to
0: Winston about that a lot, you know, through the years, frankly, talked to him about that a lot. You know, you do your film study, you look for your reads or your cues. And if the recipe is right, you have to make a decision in a split second To do it, to be aggressive, to gamble a little bit. And I think in Winston Rose's case, we're seeing it with Demario Houston too. um, Those guys on the corner calculate incredibly fast. And I don't think defensive backs get enough credit. I think they're the most athletic players on the field. They're often the fastest players on the field. They're small and they have to tackle. So they're good tacklers mm-hmm. for the most part. If you're playing pro yeah. ball, you're pretty, you're a good tackler. Okay. So there's, yeah. there's other, you know, some guys are better than others, but it's the mental part of the game because you're in a one-on-one often one-on-one chess match. And then if you want to be a guy that goes and makes a play for your team and snags an interception, you got to make that mental calculation real quick.
1: Yeah. Well said, buddy. The, the, I, I never thought of it that way, but they do. They have to be very multiple. Hey, I love what you said about having to make tackles, right? Cause you gotta be slight and small and fast. Right. But then you gotta be able to take a guy out at the legs. Right. They often, they, they often, I find DBs often, uh, they're the way they tackle isn't super bullish, but it's, it's finesse. It's like Ooh. they, they, you know what I mean? Like not yeah, Brandon I, Alexander, I but a cornerback. Cornerbacks like maybe, be Maybe
0: tackling of a ball carrier. But when they lay a hit, often it is a crushing blow because they know they have to come with their whole body force. They're often doing it with speed and space, right? So they got a big running yeah. start. Um, or, or more steps, right. Compared to a linebacker or a, a D lineman, uh, making a tackle near the line of scrimmage. Um, but they're coming with speed. They're coming with momentum and they're, you know, delivering a blow because that's how they, you know, that's how they're kind of taught to lay the body, right. To, to, to deliver it.
1: Yeah. I, I guess I just, I've, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen, uh, it makes sense, DB. I've, I've seen, uh. I've seen DBs like corners like take guys out in the legs, right? Because they're they're maybe not as big as they can lay the hammer down, but they can take a guy out at the legs, or it's just it's just a finesse way of tackling. But love that Winston Rose got a pick. I mean, he's a fan favorite. It you know that he's out at the Z spot, like he's covering the wide side, so they don't maybe throw at him as much, but nice to see him get a pick. That ball took forever to get there. It was not a good
0: decision by Cody Fajardo. He did not play well at all tonight when his team definitely needed him to. But if I can draw attention to something, and it's this right here. So when Winston Rose makes this pick, okay, he intercepts the ball. The receiver, I think it's worthy, pulls him out of bounds. And Winston knows he's about to step out of bounds. Where's the football? You'd normally say, get that ball tucked high and tight. Don't fumble. He's doing this with purpose. He's trying to gain another yard and a half with where the ball is when he steps out of bounds. He reaches, and then he gets his second hand on it, and he pulls it in. (laughs) Because Worthy's hand, you can see right there, right between Winston's arms right now, there's... There's his hand trying to knock the ball away. So Winston right. does that with great control. That's a heck of a play. Not everybody can do that. Coaches will never tell a player to do that, but a good player will do that. Uh so you know, round of applause to Winston Rose uh for the yeah. interception, but uh bonus marks for the ball control afterwards.
1: Very cool, Darren. I like how you showed that. Uh I gotta I gotta give a shout out to David. Phrase or freeze. I don't know how if I say your last name properly, David. But I think it's phrase. I think it's phrase. A good Mennonite name. He says took a week, but rose with the bonfire bump. Hashtag bonfire bump. So this is a thing, right? So if David's come up with this, I love it. If you are a guest on Bonfire Sports, one of the players. He's saying they get a bonfire bump that they play really well the next game. You know, and, Willie Jefferson uh,
0: got the bonfire bump. You could even yeah. say Jamarcus Hardrick got the bonfire bump. Oh, you know what yeah. that means? Next week in the Labor Day Classic, whose turn is it?
1: I don't know. Who do we? Well, well, well we, it's, it's, do it's, we,
0: it's Drew Walatarski's turn.
1: Well it's Drew, it was Drew out oh, Drew allotarski well, had a nice yeah. catch tonight, but I, I like this. And maybe it doesn't have to be the next game, but it can be you know a couple of games down there. But if you're a if you're a player guest on Bonfire Midweek, yeah, um yeah, you get a bonfire bump. And I'm gonna give David Fraze a bonfire bump. Love it, oh, David. I love it.
0: That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh I want to pull up another play here. Here it is in the third quarter. Bombers by 10. Fajardo with the ball, the bad snap.
1: Whoop, whoop.
0: And Jackson Jeff Coat makes a play not just Johnny on the spot. Look at that. Yeah. The way that he positions his body, he's coming with a ton of speed and he absolutely takes out the wheels of Cody Fajardo. Yeah. Great play by Jackson Jeffco. Watch it in full speed. He's not going for the ball as much as he is going for Cody Fajardo.
1: Well, and he he edges out Fajardo just enough, but not too much. Because if he does it too much, it's a loose ball foul. Well right, like like if he pushes Cajar, Fajardo out of the way and then goes for the ball. If he if he, he pushes penalized. him out of the way,
0: yeah, like actively pushing instead of going for the football. But this yeah. is the thing. He's going for the football. He's well, going for the football. And he's
1: leveraging uh, Fajardo Vajardo out of the way. Like he does both beautifully.
0: It's perfect. Yeah. Perfect play. Perfect play from Jackson Jeff Yeah. That was awesome. Oh, uh, that was outstanding super awesome. play by him. Yeah.
1: I I uh, yeah, I, I I appreciated how I think it was right after that Montreal was down thirty to seventeen. So I think we go and score after that. I did appreciate how Montreal went for it on third and two, and and Cody threw a long bomb. You know, like I, they they realized the game was slipping away from them. It's just the way the Bombers were owning them at that point, and uh, they went for the long bomb, and uh, yeah. I just I like when I like when teams are gutsy and they can just like everyone can see the writing on the wall. Like this game is is gonna be over soon if they don't do something, and if they hit that, you know maybe maybe they turn things around. Maybe if they score a touchdown, it's a one score game. So Dembski, another moment. This is a smart play by Dembski. I love Man. this
0: one. So this is a this is a running play for Nick Dembski. He's behind the line of scrimmage, so he's a quarterback. He is a quarterback. He is able to throw the ball downfield. He is eligible to do that. And because he is going to get tackled, here's Sean Lemon. He sees that there's nowhere to go. He throws it away. Yeah. So there you can see the sticks too. The line of scrimmage is like five yards ahead of him. Yeah. So instead of taking a loss, throws it away. Heady play. Very smart.
1: Extremely smart.
0: Um, it, it, it's just, you know, I said it a few weeks ago here on, on game day after dark. It is incredible. The Winnipeg talent. I'm not talking about the blue bombers. I'm talking about the grassroots, the Winnipeg talent in the CFL. And, you know, it's like cherry on the cake. They're cherry on the on the on the 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 Sunday, right? It's icing on the cake. To mix my
1: metaphors, <laughs> cherry on the cake. Wow. I like cherries on cake. My favorite yeah. cake is black forest cake, buddy. There you go. My there brother go. made me one for my birthday from scratch. Good job, my brother, my
0: man. my favorite birthday cake ever was a peanut butter chocolate cake with chocolate covered cherries on the top. It was Ooh. outstanding. Ooh. Um, homemade too. Ooh. Nice out there they know who they are great job uh (laughs) um it's it's the icing on the cake and the cherry on the Sunday or the cake uh that this winnipeg talent is on display here in winnipeg you know glenn Suter was talking about it on the broadcast that nick demsky has his vote for most outstanding canadian no way i think it's brady
1: yeah it's brady Leading the league in rushing by almost probably now probably almost two hundred yards. Wow! Early in the week, it's Still, early in the week, right? He was already leading it by a hundred though, Darren. Like he's, he's, yeah. he's killing it this year. I mean, he he was an absolute monster tonight, Brady Oliveira. But you're right, the talent in in on the Bombers with Winnipeg guys, right? It is a it is so special. Where was the flyover by the way? That's not my wide to the right. So but I'm it guessing
0: it. the weather next the weather.
1: It. Okay. Yeah. Cause I love those flyovers because they're so loud. Like your head feels like it's gonna explode, but uh didn't see the Charlie
0: flyover. Dufo joining us live on YouTube. And I love the uh love the uh profile picture you got there, the Jets logo and it says game day.
1: That's pretty sweet.
0: Kind of, you know. Apropos to Bonfire beginning our hockey coverage very, very soon here. Uh, Charlie says, Bonfire, giving away a hat to everyone with a like tonight. LOL, please, says Charlie. Uh, Full disclosure, I do not know Charlie Dufo. I do not know this person. I have never met them, as far as I know. Uh, Did not, uh, you know, uh, solicit this. But he is right. Half right. Uh, hit that like button, everybody go ahead and do hit it. Hit
1: the like button. Eventually yeah. one day we'll get those hats out there. And one yeah. day.
0: Jay, Jay's been asking uh show after show. No question. We're going to get it going. We're going to get a, uh, an online shop going very soon. Um, I don't know what you guys think, you know, like this logo, this logo down here. Do you guys like this or do you like just the B? I got some of these. They're like, like acrylic. Can you, I don't know. Can you can hear that. Like acrylic, I'm gonna put these on on some uh you know some pieces of clothing. Um yeah. tell me what you like. Uh do you like the plain B? Do you like the WPG? Um, uh, you know, there
1: might I like be a the new WPG. colorway. There I might like be the a WPG. New... What's that? I like the WPG.
0: Yeah. I like your hat.
1: I mean, I like my hat too, but I like if I had to get one, like if I had to get something new to put on a shirt, i I'd, I'd get the WPG. Hey, I gotta mm-hmm. give out one more shout out. Um Al and Mel, they came up to me and said they were fans of the show, Darren. They came all the way from Alberta. Uh they are not from Winnipeg, but they are blue bomber fans. They just love the bombers that much. And there's a story there that we didn't have time to get to, but I just love them and uh thanks for coming to say hi. I I love it when you come say hi to me. If you if you recognize me from, from Bonfire or Darren, come say hi. We are people people. We love we love getting to know our listeners and and hey, viewers. Friendly Manitoba, yeah, it's friendly Manitoba. It, it uh, gives me a bounce in my step too. I excited uh, so yeah, I, you
0: know, like people out there, if you see me at practice, say hi. If you see me at yeah. the grocery store, absolutely, let's talk. You know, you I, I'm amazed sometimes where I run into people and they'll be like, "You look, your voice sounds familiar." I got recognized <laughs> by my voice the yeah. other day. I'm not surprised. So people are listening. People are watching. It's awesome. The bonfire it's community, great. all you fire starters out there, you make this show. Yeah. You make really everything in in this new media landscape in Winnipeg for the sports fans. You guys are it, uh, and yeah. we're only growing. We're only getting bigger. Can't wait to get hockey going. Uh, I was kind of trying to tease the logo here. Maybe a new colorway coming soon
1: mm, for if hockey. You've been watching or just closely. In you might
0: have even seen it.
1: Are you talking about for hockey or in general?
0: I don't know. Mm. You know
1: what would be cool is like you could – like fans could customize – the 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 colors they could get on their hat or something like that that triple triple layer of bead you know you could do any color there and it would look really good
0: yeah you know what I, I think would look good is kind of like the the blue white and
1: red of the Winnipeg Jets
0: winter classic jerseys. Ooh yes, yes. right or you could do a blue and gold like the bombers right
1: yes Chris for matt I did I think I recognized you Gave me a yep. pat on the back. Someone gave me a pat on someone gave me a pat on the butt. No, I'm just kidding. Nobody gave me a pat on the butt. But you know what? You can give me a pat on the butt. Oh, is want. that
0: an open invite?
1: Yeah, why not? Schnitzy. Why not? <laughs> Darren, did they recognize you because of your sea bear's voice? Or was it your bonfire voice, TSN voice? Uh,
0: it was a young man at Rona. Is that right?
1: Oh, Hadley just asked the exact same question I did. I didn't steal it from you, Hadley. Sorry. Shout out to Hadley. We asked it at the same time. Great, great minds think alike.
0: Uh, Yeah, I was just talking and they're like, I I know. They're like, are you Darren bombing? Like, I I listen to your podcast. I
1: was like, that's awesome.
0: You know, like so Winnipeg, right? It's like three degrees of separation in this city. Yeah, I know it's uh, <laughs> it's awesome. But come you say wearing hi. your
1: sea bear's hat? That's a sweet hat. I
0: am. Show yeah, they the sold out. The, these hats sold those out. Are,
1: those are unbelievable. But like,
0: hats. not that I will, do I will not do this. But like, you know what I mean? Ooh, that's a little too big. We're, we'll, we'll we'll work on it. We'll work on it. I saw I saw Remus there. Movie. Him and
1: his lovely wife were there, sitting in section one twelve. She had a Wade Miller jersey on. It was pretty sweet. He had a he had a vintage Steagle jersey on. Nice to see them. My wife's cousin, Michael Remus, just, just name dropping there. I'm related to him, sort of. Yeah. Well,
0: and, and I, I don't, don't want sh- people out there to think great. that I'm I'm bragging that, you know, get recognized in public. It's more um
1: connecting you know, with people.
0: Well, it's it's the it's it's like the value I get from people enjoying the content, right? It's not an ego thing. It is, you know. The beauty of sports, to me, Zach, is that it brings people together. You can yeah, like yeah, sure. be, you can sit down at a at a at a at a pub, or you know, be in the grocery store, and someone's wearing their their Jets T shirt or a Bombers hat or whatever, and you can strike up a conversation with somebody. I'm not saying you're going to do it in in a grocery store for too long, but if you're sitting at a bar, like, you you can have a conversation for two hours and not know a thing about the other person, not even yeah. know their name. You can be from completely different walks of life, 40 year age gap, plus, uh, you know, male, female, whatever. It's awesome. I just bringing people together and the sports community here in Winnipeg is so strong, is so passionate. Um, and you know, so engaged that to just contribute something that propagates all of that community, I, I think is great. I think yeah. is, it, it just gives me a lot of satisfaction.
1: Yeah. Me too, buddy. Well said. It's just, it's connected with the fire starters, man. Like it's making a, it's a family, it's a community. And we all have one thing in common is we freaking love football. We love CFL football. We love our bombers. Um, And it's just great. I just love meeting y'all.
0: Well, and it's hard not to love this guy. Oh. With the expression tonight, that was after his touchdown where, um, Chandler Worthy nearly returned a kick. Uh, he, here's the funny part, okay? So this is the Twitter page for CFL, and that's like this is the this is the main page. That's their oh, that's, so that's their header image. <laughs>
1: and he's making that face when Worthy's returning the kick, or he's making yes that just, because oh it was
0: God. it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He scores a touchdown, I think, to give the Bombers the lead, and then. I think that was that moment, but, uh, where was that touchdown? Yeah. So that, that put Winnipeg up 20 to 17 and then Worthy has this crazy return. Right. And he was just like, oh man, like, here we go again. Cause it was so back and forth and Winnipeg right. kind of, yeah. you know, making mistakes, um, uh, and the rest, but, uh, pr- pretty awesome that the CFL, you know, does that sort of thing. That's and cool. then, you know, this is, this is kind of a, a cool thing too. We'll see if I can, I can pull it up here, but. For a guy that had kind of a bad day, Zach Kolaris, just, you know, I don't know what he's laughing about here. Uh, I think it's, you know, when he was pulled from the game and Drew Brown is in. Um, Oh, yeah. But I think that just shows the overall feel of this Blue Bombers team, right? That, you know, winning feels good. So even when they're down, even when the the chips are stacked against them, even when you know the it's hard to see the light, uh they just go to work and they don't worry about the score, it's just win the next play um you know o and you know O and O trying to get to one and oh every week it, it's so cliche and almost um you know blase at this point mm-hmm. but it's real, it's a real mm-hmm. thing, and it's we're, we're seeing it year after year and this year less dominance right Winnipeg's mm-hmm. kind of you know they're bringing the drama mm-hmm. and I think it makes the games more entertaining I don't know if you would want to just watch a dominant team kick everyone's butt you know
1: yeah even as a fan I would say um you don't want to see a blowout every game I, th- I think like as I've said, every home game, you wanna I would want to see like a fifty burger and just crush another team because it's fun. And then you get to sing Sweet Caroline, you get to do the wave, it's all that fun stuff at, at the Madhouse sure. on Matheson. But an away game, you know, it's 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 fun to to to. See. now. Don't get me wrong, I don't want to see us lose a squeaker, but it was sure like exciting and pulse pounding to, to that that game in Calgary last week. That squeaker, like that was something. Because every play mattered, and you know when Paredes trots out there to try and kick a 52 yarder to take the lead with like a, only a few seconds left, like your heart is in your throat, and and it, you know it's it's uh, not great for the ticker, but you certainly feel like it gets you going.
0: <laughs> the ticker, yeah, the no ticker, maybe, <laughs> maybe the not ticker, great. maybe not great for that the, for the ticker. I want to ask you about this play here. Okay, I want to pull this pull this play up. This was uh, Colaris's non-pick six interception oh, yeah. um, into double coverage. Yeah. Do you like that throw, or do you think that was a bad decision? Um, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty.
1: Well, from the angle that on the TV, it looks like it's a bad decision. Like, it, it looks like he was thinking, oh, Kenny Lawler hasn't got a pass yet. I should throw to Kenny Lawler. Um, so, I mean, it, it looks like a bad decision. To me, anyway. I
0: agree. However, I just want to draw attention to the ball that Kolaris throws. Like, if you're going to throw into double coverage, like, look, Dequa makes a great play here. His positioning is perfect. His timing, jumping for the ball, is perfect. Okay. But Kalaris's throw, you could argue, is perfect. And it's unfortunate that this uh this replay doesn't have the angle like, you know, Calaris's vision. There, there's a like a, a, a long angle shot um where you can kind of see the guys looking towards like the, the three players looking towards the camera and jumping up for the ball. It's a lot closer than it looks here. Um the play. You know, Kolaris put a great, um, you know, it it was a very accurate football, but just a great play by Montreal's defense. Uh, Two weeks in a row, the Bombers play a very good defense and are able to recover from some blunders uh, and and come away with a victory. Um, You know, having Zach Kolaris and Brady Oliveira at the top of their game in the second half, definitely helps compared to, you know, Drew Brown and and maybe the run game not being present in the second half like it was in Calgary last week. Um but that's a, you know, <laughs> two weeks in a row Winnipeg's played a very good defense, but to put 47 on Noel Thorpe's defense, that is a big FU to the Alouette's. Big.
1: <laughs> it really yeah. is it is and you know they they had some short fields when uh, albeit uh, some short fields where McCray returned one nice that McCray got to return one right he's been fighting it a little bit uh, they had a eh, sort of a phantom pi on Kenny Lawler so they had a couple of short fields they had some turnovers so it's not like they were driving the whole field you know series after series but 47 is 47 i mean that's that's executing at a very high high level especially in the red zone and you know it was it was a beauty nice to see Brady get it I always you know it's nice to see Brady get touchdowns I just love it when Brady get then that was a I don't know what you thought of that play you probably have a video of it but that big those 26 yard touchdown to put them up 20 to 17 it looked like it was a designed sort of off tackle run Yep. Where everybody was going one way and he and he counters the other way. Oh, it was a thing of beauty, and he was gone.
0: Yeah, B- both of his touchdowns were, you know, him kind of blasting straight to the corner from the backfield. Uh, both the the passing touchdown. Right, I have, right. I have the passing touchdown here. So just real quick, he's able to um. Here, let's watch that again. Uh, real quick he just blasts out watch, watch Brady in the backfield here okay he's already in full stride as the yeah. ball hits Calaris's hands in shotgun he's just blasting to the corner and beating the linebacker trying to get to the corner and cover him right <laughs> uh, like outstanding play too um and then forgive me I know I have the running touchdown too um, but you know
1: what, I'll, while you're looking for it, one thing I want to say is Brady is not necessarily known for his speed. He's more of a hammer, right? He's 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 a power back. Yep. But he has some speed. You saw it there, and you see it on the touchdown. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. It pretty is. sweet. Well, oh, you got it here. Yeah, he fakes like he's running inside, and then he just takes it outside. And uh beautiful play call, beautiful play design by Buck Pierce. Yeah. yeah,
0: it was a it was a great play. Um here, I just want to get a, a wider angle of that so everybody can see. It was a touchdown run that, yeah, a speed back would normally have, right? Yeah. Um, because it's not like he hits the line of scrimmage, right? Like he doesn't hit the ol or hit the hole it's almost like a, a decoy play of okay this is going to be another power run for power back brady Oliveira to the middle and he just goes nope i'm going to go outside and yeah. able to turn on the jets like decoy yeah. catches him but not in time
1: yeah turning on a, on the jets is a good way to describe it it's exactly yeah. what he does and it's yeah He's multiple, man. And that's why he probably is going to be the most outstanding Canadian.
0: All right, everybody. It's time for you in the live chat to have your voice heard. Walby's Warrior. You can just put like WW and then who it is. Uh, Westwood's Wide to the Right. You can kind of just put uh, WR, right? Wide to the Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bonfire Burning Point. Put a little fire emoji. We'll pull them up on screen. Walby's warrior. Let's start there. Uh, who, who was it for you tonight, Zach? Uh, you could probably, there's probably a lot of candidates there.
1: Well, I usually give my Walby's warrior to Brady Oliveira, but Brady's going to get a different uh, award tonight. My, my Walby's warrior is actually Zach Kolaris because it, he's a mental warrior, right? To snap and clear after throwing two pick sixes you know, to put his team in a bad spot when they really should be blowing the other team out, like like Montreal could do nothing on offense. Our defense was smothering. And to look that, to have to look at the defense in the eye and say, hey, this game is still close because of mistakes I've made. Um, and then he just snap, snaps and clears. Right? He throws three picks, but he throws four touchdowns. You know? he's He's just so resilient and mentally tough. And that that says everything about what a warrior needs to be, and I just love it. Uh, so I'm going to give him my warrior, buddy.
0: I like it. I I think that's an outstanding pick. Um, you know, I think I did it last week, so I'm almost hesitant to do it again. Um, but I want to give Walby's warrior to the offensive line. You know, yeah. uh, they allowed Zach. To bounce back, they allowed Brady Oliveira to be dominant. They gave Kolaris time to operate, um, real pr- pretty much all game, pretty much all game. You know the the mistakes Zach made were not because of pressures. One bad throw, uh, one um, one bad throw, one bad decision, and one great play by yeah. marc Antoine DeCroix on his pick six. Um, so you know, uh. I'll I'll give it to the offensive line tonight. Uh, Walby's warrior in its name kind, in its namesake kind uh, to the OL.
1: That's fair. That's how about
0: uh, Westwood's wide to the right. The moment in this game, you just did not like something, a blunder, a mistake. Who do you got?
1: Well, the why? How many, how many penalty yards did Montreal have, buddy?
0: I'm gonna pull it Can up. Can we here. pull
1: that up? Because it, I think it was over a hundred yards, and you just you're you're not gonna beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers if you are penalized that much. A hundred, it's almost like one and a half football fields. There's, they had PIs. They had unnecessary roughness. They had a face mask call. They ripped. Uh, was it Brady Oliveira's face? Uh, face off. <laughs> they they ripped. They ripped his helmet off. I just. They just had penalty after penalty, and 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 they had they had illegal uh, blocks on returns that just kill you. And thirteen for one hundred and forty-two yards it's almost it's almost triple what the bombers had and and you're you're playing against an elite team at home mm-hmm. you just can't do that and that's my why to the right and, and jason moss has been you know called out for for having lack of discipline i don't i don't know if you see jason moss losing it on the sidelines like he used to i think he's no, I think much he's more composed a, i think he's done a good job of of composing himself but uh the team is not super composed and uh, that's my wide to the right.
0: I like it. I don't even know if I have one tonight. I don't know if I have one.
1: Well, I'll I'll do two then. Okay. Because um, <laughs> in my sober second thought, I said, one of my concerns, even though we're beating teams, is our kick coverage. It's not very good. Hmm. And Osh was talking about this on on his post on, on his on his weekly show, talking about how they they put in a new scheme this year, and you said, yeah, they put in a new scheme because um, other teams can't are use the same thing forever. It. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. That's a really good point. But still, they're not getting it, and I don't know if that's because the Hansen isn't there, and and the killer Mike Miller isn't there, mm. but. I'm sure that that hasn't but it shouldn't have that much of an effect where where tonight it last week it was Tommy Lee Lewis tonight it was Chandler Worthy worthy we I don't have the stats in front of me I don't uh, you know I didn't I didn't tabulate them as they were going on but it just seemed like he he was giving Montreal a good feel of position every time he took one back and they're going to have to clean that up because if they're playing a Toronto or a BC, and it's a close game. Heck, if it's a playoff game or a Grey Cup, it's gonna bite them if they don't if they don't clean it up. It didn't matter in this game because they were crushing the Alouettes either way. But yeah, they they have to get a handle on it.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. Um, I like Winnipeg Gordo's comment here. What's going on, Gordo? Great to see <laughs> no you, man. No flyover. No flyover. He wants a rain check that's funny uh let's do the bonfire burning point the moment that turned things in winnipeg's direction because they did capture the win tonight great to see everybody in the live chat i just got to say great to see everybody in the live chat giving us your walby warrior your westwood wide right let's hear your bonfire burning point bbp um, or use your fire emoji, just like Hadley did. What's going on, Hadley? Great to see nice. you. Uh, rushing TD by Brady Oliveira that put the Bombers up at halftime. Yeah, Yeah, the one That's we we one. just saw. I like it.
1: I think for me, it was. Ah, uh, uh, Sard agrees with me here. It was the Rose interception in the third quarter. Was I gonna think see. we were. I think yeah. we were up twenty to seventeen. So only up by three, I believe. And Rose picks it off, which led to a Prukop touchdown. I'm just looking at my notes here. Next Alouette's possession, I believe, is when Fajardo loses his handle on the snap and Jeff right. Coat grabs it from him. Yep. That led to a field goal. So now you're looking at a 10-0 run. And, and all of a sudden, it's not 20-17, to 17, you know, a three-point game, a squeaker. It's 30-17. to 17. And that's when Montreal, that's when they went for it on third and two. Because they were like, this game is slipping away. We're on the road. Winnipeg's just gone on a 10-0 run. They're not going to keep throwing pick sixes to keep us in the game. And they were grasping at straws. And and, and they did something I like. They went for it on third and two. Uh, your boy, the tarpaulin, breaks it up. And then the Bombers' next drive. <laughs> no yard dog. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> we didn't get to it. Sorry. And then the next the next possession is the Lawler touchdown, which makes it 37-17. The game's basically over. So I think it was that Rose interception, um, which was which was my bonfire burning point. And many of you are, are saying this as well in the chat, I can see.
0: Yep. Uh, Frazier Randall, good to see you in the live chat, Frazier, uh, watching live on YouTube. Walby's Warrior is uh, Michael Schaefer. Two oh, yeah. good challenges tonight. Uh, the late challenge. Well, first of all, I'll agree. Winston Rose interception. I agree that that was the bonfire burning point tonight. Uh, Winnipeg did not look back from that point. Montreal was just deflated. Uh, Bad interception or bad throw that caused the interception for Winston Rose. And then the bobbled snaps. See Jackson Jeffcoat just bully his way in there. Um, That was the bonfire burning point for sure. Uh, The second challenge O'Shea made, they're up, you know, 44-17 at that point. And pass interference, not called, uh, I can't remember who the Alouettes player was, but, but on Rashid Bailey and Mike O'Shea talked about it on his post-game comments on, on CGOB. And that was, um, that, uh, he's like, well, it was pass interference and you know, wh- he essentially does it for his player yeah, because loved. his player deserves that. Yeah. And it, it wasn't about, you know, rubbing salt in the wound or uh you know like well i don't care what the score is we're going to challenge everything and take every inch Th- that's not what's happening it's michael Shea honoring his player saying if you got interfered we're going to challenge it um i i think it's as simple as that says a lot about the coach doesn't it
1: i love yeah i i was listening to and i just gave, it made me smile man i love it cuz he cuz you know he said bailey earned it right um Bailey earned it. He, he, he beat his player inside. He beat the defender inside and the defender cheated and he should get the call. And I love it. Yep. I, you know, I get, if I guess if you're a Montreal fan and you're losing by 30 points and, and you're a, the opposing coach throws a challenge flag, maybe it kind of sticks in your craw maybe. I, I really? saw Tim Capper on here earlier, a uh, podcaster from Montreal. Didn't like it. Thought it was bush league. Yeah. I like it and I don't think it's just because I'm a Blue Bombers fan. You like it too, Darren, for the reasons you expressed. I I think uh, and I would I would respect it if a Montreal coach did it. If 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 the shoe was on the other foot and they were beating us by 30.
0: Heavy Metal Thunder on YouTube. Great handle. Yeah. Love it. HMT says, Westwood's wide to the right. Zach's interception on the first play of the game. Yeah, I, what was going through it. your mind at that point, Zach? Zach Schnitzer, not Zach Kolaris.
1: What was going through my mind is that what a crappy way to start a game. Like what I was, I was, I was like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I was, I was pretty annoyed at Kolaris. Cause I'm like, what are you doing? Like he just forced it in there. He was getting greedy. He wanted he wanted touchdowns for the other team too. Um Tristan Rivers music I see that very funny. Um yeah, I was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing, Kalaris?" And then you're like, "Is he rusty? Like what's going on here?" Too much time off? I don't know, too much time with the family?
0: Well, like uh they were talking about on the broadcast, you know, Demiro Houston uh five kids right? Too much time with the family. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was, it was Willie Jefferson. That's what they said in the broadcast said, Willie Jefferson shared, you know, he lives, he lives a good life, right? Or some lives life to the fullest, something to that, that effect, but just had his fifth child. Um, if you guys hearken back to early last season, it was Demario Houston, whose daughter caught a stray bullet that entered their home from a shot outside.
1: Oh right.
0: And he moved his family to Winnipeg. I I th- I think just during the, during the football season, but uh, you know, his his partner and his five children uh are all here in Winnipeg and um, you know, I've heard so many people talk about it. It's like they come to Canada And we have everything that they are used to and comfortable with as far as, you know, living in like first world problems sort of thing. You know, like you got Walmart and Ikea and Apple store and uh, you go to the grocery store and you can get your favorite bag of chips or your favorite, uh, um, you know, spaghetti sauce or whatever. Um, But you also live a very calm life in Winnipeg where I don't think us in Winnipeg really, really understand that, right? Uh, Watching the uh, Swamp Kings untold documentary on Netflix the other day, you know, about uh, the Florida Gators and uh, Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow and and all of that. And guys talking about coming from the inner city. And then they land on, you know, in Gainesville, Florida, um, Coral Gables. and. It's like, you know, girls in bikinis and, uh, people driving convertibles and hanging out at the beach and hanging out in the sun and playing volleyball and, uh, you know, reading under a tree and, you know, uh, living a very different life on campus and around campus than where they came from. Mm. Uh, you know, one athlete in that documentary described, um, you know, he's like, you want to play Grand Theft Auto in real life? That's where I grew up, and then to be in the University of Florida, different world. Uh, for a lot of these guys coming to Canada, it's the same thing, you know. It's a different. It's a yeah, different life. Sure. It's a different world. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's crazy. something. I, I think that about that in a lot. it's the heartstrings.
1: I mean, I I have kids like a stray bullet. Like living in an area where there's a stray bullet. I mean, I've never even heard a gun go off, right? Like, I've I've never, I I've, I've probably never even seen more than one gun in my life, like a real gun. Yeah. Uh, and to th- to think about that, like like a stray bullet hitting my child, like it's just horrifying.
0: It is. Yeah. It is. But uh, you know, uh, culture is different everywhere you go in the world right? Uh, for better or worse, you know, we, we have our, our drawbacks here in, in Canada and in, in Manitoba as well. Um, but, uh, that level of safety and calm, I've heard that from a lot of people that have, that have immigrated to Canada that, you know, you can move to Toronto, you can move to Vancouver, you can move to Montreal. Uh, but if you move to Winnipeg, it's just calm, you know, like I was watching a thing the other day of a a guy that emigrated from Southeast Asia to Winnipeg and he was just doing a vlog and he walks out of his apartment into the back lane and he's just like, look around. Like there isn't people everywhere. There isn't hustle and bustle. It's calm. Yeah. Right. And I think we take that for granted a little bit. Anyway. uh, To to bring it into football. It really... Helps when these stories are told. Um, you know, I'm not gonna get into to journalism and access and and uh you know uh, lack of uh journalistic coverage in the world as a whole today. Um, but when these stories are told, you know, by Jeff Hamilton or by Ted Wyman or Paul Friesen or Ed Tate, um, you know, or Derek Taylor or Kelly Moore, um, you know, when when these stories are told, it does so much for the community and really for uh, the Canadian football league on an international level, because these stories are told and then people who are curious about like, Oh, I'm going to go play football in Canada. Yeah. They might be open to it because uh, you know, there's some, there's some good stories there. I had someone reaching out to me this week. They're just like, you should get Holly Jefferson on bonfire midweek. You know, she's running the the blue bombers women's club. I would love that.
1: Yeah, we should. That'd be great. That'd be super great.
0: Uh, happy honker on that note, shall we?
1: Yes, sir. Do it.
0: Oh, you, you want it.
1: Oh yeah. And you got to do, you got to do the sound effect, buddy. Come on.
0: Who's your happy honker tonight?
1: (laughs) All I heard was the end of the squeak. I didn't even hear the full squeak. Oh, it was there. It was there. I just didn't hear it. My happy honker (laughs) was Greg McRae. This is a guy who's, who had to take over. Uh, punt and kick returns from Janarian mm-hmm. Grant. Talk about big shoes to fill. And he, he hasn't been great at it, I'll be honest. Trying really hard. I'm sure it's not his natural thing to be doing. I think coach said as much. But he's been grinding away at it. And today, he had a nice, uh, I think it was a punt return. It might have been a kick. I don't know. I don't know if it was a punt or a kick return. Maybe we can pull it up if we can. But um when was it? I'm thinking the third or fourth quarter. He had a really good kick return. He I'm broke it outside. He had uh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. he had a forty eight yard punt return.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. 48. Perfect. My jersey number. Yes, there, there you, you go. go. Forty-eight yard punt return, good for good for Greg McRae. He's been fighting it a little bit. Um, you know, it it it's a hard skill, right? Like you have you have to catch that ball cleanly. Like a and, and especially the way Joseph Zema was punting those things. Those things were he's like Cody Grace from Calgary. Like those punts were going way into the air, and you have to catch that cleanly when. 12 guys are running after you to, to put you on the turf. Um, it's a, it's a difficult play. And I, I thought, you know, good for him. It was nice to see him get one.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll Yay. give an honorable mention for the happy honker. Uh, And I'm only doing this because uh, when I, when I make my picks for these things, I like them to be about the game. Right. Uh, But a huge happy honker goes to, uh, the Winnipeg Football Club for bringing in all of those uh, amateur athletes, minor football players uh, across the city and province. Uh, the donation of the the 500 helmets to all the high schools. Those are 400 bucks a pop. Are they really? Yeah. I remember like when I, you know, back in my day, <clears throat> old man shaking fist at clouds. At cloud. uh, back in my day, football helmets were like 150 bucks. Right? the nineties, two thousands. Um, yeah, they're $400. Uh, the bomber's donating 500. Uh, I think it's like 20 per school to like a whole bunch of schools, um, is, is great to, to see all those kids there and to see, you know, Kenny Lawler and Brady Oliveira and all the stars on the team, you know, dabbing them up, giving some fist pumps, giving them some high fives, playing catch with them before the game, uh, all that, that sort of stuff. Um, Ukrainian night military appreciation night no flyover which 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 sucks but I'm sure they'll they'll make up for it um you 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 know there's a couple pilots out there they're like oh man I totally want to blast the afterburners going over the stadium right uh it's as much of a thrill for them I'm sure um as much of a thrill for them I'm sure as as anybody um so honorable mention to uh the support the Winnipeg blue bombers provide to the Winnipeg rifles they give you know a big chunk of their 50/50 uh money to uh the Winnipeg Rifles so that they have top-notch facilities and top-notch uh travel arrangements uh, and the rest those are elite amateur athletes and you know where a lot of a lot of blue bombers a lot of CFLers Mike Benson the top one of the top-rated long snappers according to Pro Football Focus Winnipegger former Winnipeg Rifle playing for the Winnipeg Blue oh, Bombers it? already has a great
1: cup oh, that's great
0: yeah um you know uh who, who else uh, there, there's a whole bunch there's a whole bunch Keenan LaFrance, uh andrew harris maybe most notably yeah. um yeah yeah I, I like jack's comment here any ufo flybys what do you think about that
1: well the i you know i there they have a ufo at the uh aviation museum by the airport what do they got i think they have a ufo there i think uh I was there the other day with my son and I, like, I didn't get to see the whole museum because all he wanted to do was he, he kept wanting to go inside the plane upstairs, the little, uh, I don't know what kind of plane it was. I don't know anything about planes, but anyway, he kept going in this plane upstairs and he must've gone in like five times, but, uh, I don't even know why I'm talking about this. So <laughs> it's a, it's a cool museum though. The aviation, like go I didn't check know it there out. was a
0: UFO there, but I do know that there are UFOs or at least people uh,
1: have claimed
0: under oath in front of Congress that uh, in the United States, that they're, they have biological material from other worlds, not from earth. Yeah. They have uh, uh, aircraft or craft. Uh, look into it. It's a real thing. It's crazy. We're not alone. Um, John Elliott watching live on YouTube. What's going on, John? Good to see you. Good to see everybody. Live chat, very fervent and fired up tonight. Love it. Big bonfire. Big bonfire. We're all sitting around tonight. That's for sure. John says, my happy honker is a sellout crowd tonight. So,
1: yeah. about Good that, happy honker, John Elliott.
0: About that. Well, we'll give a happy honker for that. It was not actually a sellout. They announced it as a sellout and then they corrected. And 33,234 is a sellout. I, I think I am correct with 33,234 is a football sellout at IG Field. Is that right? Okay. The attendance tonight, 32,344. So about 900 34. short of a sellout. But next week, it's the Labor Day Classic. And then the following. The Banjo Bowl, that is a sellout. So there will be 33, 234 in attendance. How many will be wearing watermelons on their heads?
1: Probably not that many. I don't know. They usually get about two to 3,000, but... Yeah. At least, but uh, last year, there weren't... I noticed last year in the Banjo Bowl, there weren't very many Saskatchewan fans.
0: Come on, Friesen, you can do better than that.
1: Was he saying? I'll give this stream one more chance next week if...
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're getting, Friesen. Um,
1: they corrected on did they correct it like on the jumbotron or on? I, I'm
0: not it? sure, but I know that they told the media in attendance. I I, I wasn't following oh, super totally closely. Media. Yeah, I, I wasn't following super closely, and I get out of there at halftime, right? So, um what yeah, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah. But um no, they
1: they didn't they didn't correct it to the fans, but they must have connect corrected it to the media members. You probably created quite a, quite a stir in that media, the stuffy media room there. <laughs> so, <laughs> Stats see, Junkie uh. says, according
0: to Ed Tate, 32,343 is the new capacity. Okay. 32,343 and 32,344 no, was the
1: attendance. 000. I thought they had more than 33,000.
0: Yeah, I, I did too. I'm gonna. We'll get to the bottom of this. We'll get to the bottom of this. We'll let you know. Worst sure. case scenario, we'll let you know on Bonfire Midweek. Um, okay, so we've gone through Walby's Warrior, yeah, Westwood it. Wide to the right, the Bonfire Burning Point, and the Happy Hawker, which leaves us with our game balls. Out there, yeah, do you have who a, are you giving have your game ball? You got one game ball out there, live chat, fire starters. Let us know your one game ball. Maybe, maybe two. Maybe I'll give you two. Who do you yeah. like, Zach?
1: I've got two. I've got one on offense and one on defense. So my offensive... Not offensive, offensive game that's ball. That's offensive. Not offensive. My offensive game ball <laughs> goes to someone who kind of wasn't, kind of disappeared in Calgary, uh, but but had a big game and had a big like forty yard catch to really spark the Bombers in the first half, and that's Nick Dembski, the Canadian Army knife. Six targets, five catches, eighty-seven yards. Large of four, it was a forty-five yarder. Large. Uh, he had a uh, yards after the catch, forty-four, and he also had a rush for twenty-one yards on one of his, you know, um, well-known s- s- speed sweeps that they get him to do. Twenty-one yards there, so over hundred yards all purpose. And I just, I just love me some Nick Dembski when he gets, when he gets some love from Kolaris or he gets some love on the stats page. I just love it. So I'm going to give it to the Canadian army knife, Nick Dembski. And then my defensive game ball is the game wrecker. That was Jackson Jeff coat, mm. not the least of which, you know, running down that loose ball and not getting a penalty. Darren, uh, he had five defensive tackles, one tackle for a loss. And he was just pressuring uh, Fajardo all night. I, I just, I just love it when the Jeffs make uh, Fajardo's life miserable the jeffs the Jeffs, but particularly Jeff Godin, He seemed to he seemed to jump off the page today buddy they yeah. and and as Ryan Fraser is saying like they they that defense kept Montreal to three points three points their offense to three points
0: well they've but, allowed I think they allowed three points to the offense in Calgary last week, right? They didn't allow a touchdown,
1: right? Just field goals.
0: Just feel. Yeah. Right. Just field goals. So yeah, they haven't allowed a touchdown in two games, but in,
1: in two games versus Montreal, they've allowed six points each game. They only allowed a, a field goal to the offense. Crazy. No. So the I defense
0: code is a, is a great pick for game ball. I think you just give a game ball to the captain of the defense. They were outstanding tonight. Yeah. Uh, Cam Lawson got to the quarterback. Jake Thomas yeah. got to the quarterback. See, this is the whole thing. You know, I, I was on uh, Winnipeg Sports Talk earlier today, right? And talking to Hustler about how it was stuck in my craw. I think that's where you heard me uh, say that, and that's why that's on the tip of your tongue. You already said stuck in your craw, Zach. Um, <laughs> but um, what that is a craw, when anyway, I I have no idea. I know crawfish.
1: Yeah, crayfish, not crawfish.
0: Isn't it crayfish? Well, Then what are crawdaddies?
1: I have no idea. They're crayfish.
0: What? Well, yeah, it's just a southern thing, southern U.S. thing.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> uh,
0: but I give a game. Oh, well, sorry. So, what I was saying about going on Hustler's show is we were talking about uh, the CFL.ca writers and how they put out their midseason awards. And it was only Christina Constable. Huge props to Christina, one of the young, sharp minds covering this league. Uh, A yeah. good friend of mine, colleague, uh, you know, done some digital work with her in the past. Um, she's the only writer that mentioned Willie Jefferson. Because it's Micah Awe and all of his numbers, Right. Tons of tackles, tons of tackles for loss. Well, Calgary's defense can't get off the field. Of course, he's going to have a lot of tackles. Uh, Matthew Betts, because he's got 11 sacks. Okay. But Willie Jefferson is a guy that you see offenses work around. Look what Jackson Jeffcoat was able to do tonight. Look what the guys in the middle. Clamron Awesome, a.k.a. Cameron Lawson according to Willie Jefferson that's the nickname uh with a huge sack great play tonight um talked on uh, CGOB after the game about he's like I love being the penetrator I love <laughs> penetrating <laughs> um and Jake the Snake Thomas you know those guys pick up the stat Because of what Willie Jefferson is doing, what Kyrie Wilson is doing, what, uh, Jackson Jeffcoat is doing, you know, uh, I firmly believe that. And I, you got to put some respect on the guy's name. You know, Hustler and I were talking about, uh, blue bombers fatigue, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because it's just year after year after year. Of the same old thing, Jeff Cabillas, Willie Jefferson's the Dekembe Matumbo of the CFL. <laughs> I like
1: That's it. That's good. That's I like good, Cabillas.
0: Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, bonfire after dark. Yeah, it's game day is after dark, or- but the bonfire after dark
1: is a good. We or- gotta change the name. <laughs> no, we can't change the name just because Cabillas got it wrong.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe, um, waiters. So yeah, okay. I I like the idea of giving uh Jackson coat a game ball, but I think I would give it to him and say you get it on behalf of the entire defense. They were great. Um, I'll give a game ball to uh Greg McRae. You know, O'Shea talked about that after the game as well. That uh, you know, he's put in a lot of work and they have tasked him with a lot of responsibility. Be a receiver. Be a running back, be a punt returner, be a kick returner, and wherever we need you, we're going to tap you on the shoulder. Hey, twenty nine, get in there, do this, do that. Game ball, he's been yeah. very good.
1: Well said, DB. Yeah. Is he just one one game ball?
0: Mm. I mean, you could probably give one to Brady. He was my Wallby Warrior, so I think he'll be okay.
1: <laughs> Brady. Wait, did I give Brady... Wait, did I miss something? I think I was going to give Brady one of my game balls. But I forgot. Can
0: can I draw attention to something we were just talking about? So, uh, John Hodge, a three-down nation, tweeted uh, about an hour ago. The Blue Bombers have informed me that tonight's official attendance, 32,343, is a sellout. And has been the capacity of IG Field for a while. Winnipeg's attendance was listed over that number for two games last year, which was a mistake, says John Hodge. Th- that's where I got my number from. Because I'm pretty sure they announced the Banjo Bowl is 33,000 plus. So 32, 343. Tonight's attendance, officially a sellout.
1: So, so that's, the, that's the sellout number. Okay.
0: We, we, we got it clear. We got it clear. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. John.
1: Yeah, he's a good guy and he, uh, he does great work on three down nation. I always, I always read his stuff, especially he he writes, uh, you know, his 10, 11, whatever, how many thoughts he has on the game on every bomber game. And it's, uh, it's always well-written. He, he somehow gets it out really quickly after, after the game. And it's just, it's good stuff, good stats, good takes. Um, But yeah, Brady Oliveira had himself a game tonight. Two touchdowns, one on the ground, one through the air. Like he had he had some good numbers.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. I love this comment from waiters. I still find it weird that weird that Ricky Walker wears number nine. I always think Nick Taylor put on some weight. (laughs) <laughs> waiters nick taylor of course uh signed as a free agent with the calgary stampeders um but yeah. longtime blue bomber as of recent but Th- that's pretty great that's pretty great yeah. i like i like that they you know the the single digits on the line of scrimmage i like that you like that yeah absolutely In the nfl they're doing that too they're allowing like tailbacks to wear single digits again and uh oh, that really? sort of thing yeah it was like reggie bush came into the nfl you know, Heisman Trophy winner, cover of every magazine, wearing number five for USC. And then he can't wear it. And he was, he was upset. I think it was, was like it really a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Went to war 25 for the New Orleans Saints. Um, Yeah. Uh, g- good question here from official Jaywalks. Uh, what's going on? J-dub. Uh, plus or minus standing room only. There is no standing room only seats or tickets, whatever you want to call it at IG field. I'm thinking maybe they made some adjustments to, well, I know that they've, they've changed some seating in the end zone, like below the rum hut. Um, you know, and then, then the suites, right? Like you sell however many tickets it is for a suite. Is it 15? Is it 20? I don't know, but that full number, right? Did, did that change, you know, Mm. or did a suite or two change? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. See, Kabilis knows what's up. He's got it.
1: Kabilis always knows what's up. Yeah. seems that's the kind of guy he is.
0: Yeah. He was even telling stories in the live chat tonight about Elmwood, you know, talking about Elmwood. Yeah. Elm, Elmwood. Yeah. You know, Hey, (laughs) the entire city isn't safe. Nowhere on earth is entirely safe, but I think I was just kind of speaking on the whole of, you know, you can find quiet communities in Winnipeg. Um yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think we missed any uh features tonight, did we?
1: No, but Isha Boy Bruce is saying Jim Beam passes are no seats. Are j- the Jim Beam passes? Are they only standing room? Oh. Maybe, but those are new, I think. The last gym. yeah,
0: maybe maybe that's part of it. Roy says, Come on, Darren, divulge your balls. Game balls. Divulge them. Game balls. It's not that late after dark. Uh your
1: balls penetrate? Yeah, no, I thought I about did. Penetration.
0: Yeah, easy.
1: Who, was that Cameron um, Lawson you said?
0: Uh, well, no, I uh, gave it to Jeff Coat for kind of the, you know, you're the captain of the defense sort of thing, right? Or give it to you on behalf of the defense. Um, not on the no, 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 of, no, no. Just honor the entire
1: defense. About, who on OB was talking about penetration?
0: Oh, Cameron Lawson, yeah.
1: <laughs> and he yeah. did he actually said he loves getting penetration?
0: Yes, loves being the penetrator. Loves loves <laughs> penetrating, I think is what he said.
1: <laughs> he should get a game ball just for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll give him
1: there. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Cameron
0: awesome, Cameron Lawson. We'll give him a game ball for that.
1: Yeah. He just he's not asking for much. He just wants yeah. to penetrate.
0: Yeah, that's Sard, see you in the live chat there. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. His comments uh, on on the post game, uh, that that was pretty good. Yeah, him and Doug Brown, they were having some giggles. They were having some laughs. That was funny. Um, yeah. Well, hey, that you know what that that pretty much does it. A it huge does, win for the Bombers it. tonight. Huge do win.
1: It. Yeah, buddy. Like, you know, is, everyone was talking about how good Montreal was coming in, having won four straight, two with their backup Caleb Evans. And they got the crap kicked out. It was a good old fashioned butt kicking
0: mm-hmm. by
1: our blue bombers. You know, we win a squeaker last week, and this one we won by thirty. I still would have liked a fifty burger. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Well, we Serge, Serge missed a missed a convert that would have brought it to forty eight. Yeah,
1: he missed. Yeah, I'm not loving. He, he's he's missed three converts already this year.
0: He's also been dang good when they need three points
1: from him. Yeah, he's only missed two field goals. And that, you know, when you miss a field goal in a, there was a bit of a swirling wind. When you miss a 52-yard field goal, I'm not going to begrudge you that. Like, if you're missing from 50-plus, those are like 50-50 anyway at the best of times. You're not going to hit those all the time. I I don't have a problem with that.
0: I'm going to pull this up quick. Uh, here are the updated CFL standings. Now, of course, there are still games to be played this weekend, right? This is the first of three games this weekend. Who do we got? I got to look above here. Uh, Calgary at Toronto tomorrow or today, I guess Friday, uh, Hamilton at BC and then Ottawa at Edmonton. So, you know, I I said this on a couple shows that I joined this week. This was the game of the week. And the Bombers just kicked their butts. Uh, Toronto seven and one they're on their third and final buy of the season. Can you believe that? (laughs) Ridiculous. Ridiculous. The Bombers have had one. They've got one coming up in mid September, mid to late September. Um, and then, uh, one in mid October, right? Two games to wrap up the regular season, uh, against Edmonton and Calgary home and away. Uh, Argo 7-1, Montreal falls to 6-4, but still very comfortably in second place because Hamilton has been bad and Ottawa has had no luck. They're both three-win football teams. Uh, over in the west, of course, Winnipeg now, for the time being, extending that lead in uh, over BC for first place, improving to 9-2. BC at 7-3. Saskatchewan scraping and scrapping and scrounging their way to a 500 record. Uh, And they really look to be a team kind of debate. You know, for a while it was like, you know, maybe even Edmonton can catch them. Um, Not out of the question, but at five and five, a lot better shape than they could be with uh, a couple pretty important wins the last few weeks. Uh, They are on the bye this week going into... Uh, of course, the Labor Day Classic, um, in what is it? Eight days time? Yeah, yeah. seven days time? Eight days time? coming today? up? Oh gosh, nine days time. Whatever it is, it's on. It's on uh, Sunday, September third. It is Thursday night, Friday morning here uh, in Manitoba. Anyway, I don't know what time it is in Saskatchewan because they're they're weird with their clocks. Uh, even though they're not, we're weird with our clocks. No, right. they're weird. They're why? weird. They're from Regina. why? Well, they're, they're the only. They're the only ones that don't do daylight savings time, right? I think daylight savings time is
1: probably because they don't understand what it means. No, it's not.
0: <laughs> I think they've. I they think that's like the one, that's the one What's progressive that? thing the rough, uh, the that Saskatchewanians have done is they have abolished daylight saving time. I think it's a good thing. Because they're
1: right in the middle. They don't they don't need to worry about it. They're right in the middle of Canada.
0: Oh. Wait a minute. No, no, no. We're in the middle of Canada.
1: I know. We have the longitudinal center of Canada, right, right to right on That's right. number right one highway east. out there. Yeah. You probably go there and like you're one of those people that if you're driving out to the lakes, you probably stop there. I stopped little... there
0: last summer. I picture. knew you would, Mr. They geography. Got, they got the big Adirondack chairs. And when I mean big, they're yeah. huge. Like, you know, a grown man can't touch both armrests at the same time, if I remember correctly. Um, it'd be nice if there was a little bit more uh, infrastructure around there. It's kind of just like mm. a, you know, a thing in the middle of a, You're such, of a, a field. You're such
1: a geography nerd, Darren. i just loving this. I knew you'd stop there. I knew you'd stop there. Of
0: course. Another roadside attraction.
1: Yeah. You probably were reading about wind shears and stuff like that. (laughs) Wind shears. (laughs) Snip, snip. Did you guys look at the sky tonight? Yeah, it was crazy. Awesome. It was was awesome. Uh, Even I will admit it was beautiful. And then the moon, as we were driving home, it was all creepy. It was like pink and purple. Really? It was. uh, Yeah. How about that? Unless I was just staring into someone's headlights too much and uh, my eyes were giving me trouble, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, James in the peg asking, Darren, where's the best stats page? So here's the thing. Um, In the media, we have access to a live stats. Okay. And unfortunately it's media access only. Like you have to apply for it and and get approved and, and the rest. So, CFL.ca is is what's available to fans. And the reason they give it to us is because it's not official, but it's something for us to work with. So the stats that I show you guys, the stats that I tweet from the blue bond or sorry, from the, the Bonfire WPG Twitter account, those are not official stats. Um so to answer your question, James, the best place is uh well, here for Bomber stats or that, that Twitter page, X, I guess, X.com uh, slash Bonfire WPG. So find it on Twitter at Bonfire WPG. Um, halftime and post game of every single Bomber's game, no matter what. Uh, I take a snapshot, just a screenshot of uh, the team stats, the offensive stats, the defensive stats, and then either the drive chart or the scoring summary. Um, to give people, you know, baseline unofficial stats of, of what they need, but uh great question. Um, that, that's the, the Westwood wide to the right on the season, right? Zach that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's late August and we still don't have official live stats. Um, oh, they
1: still don't have good stats going well live, right? Oh. After
0: the game, they release a PDF. Um, you know, I think Derek Taylor, uh, DT on OB on Twitter, he's tweeted out, uh, links to like the PDFs online. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how to share those or, or find it to share. Um, but they're out there. They're out there. Gosh, I wish I could help you more than that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Become a media or just say you're part of bonfire sports when you apply for it and you should get it. <laughs>
0: right. Everybody's an check?
1: intern. Everybody's an intern. It's
0: not just Bailey, the intern who I'm sure is in bed by now uh, as the rest of you hopefully will be soon. Um, me too.
1: But, Jeez. Yeah.
0: I, I think uh bonfire sports resident dad, Zach Schnitzer needs to hit the hay because uh, you know, Friday's a, it's a work day. It's a school day.
1: Even though it's August. I, I wish it was a school day. Both of my kids are home tomorrow and God help me. If I get woken up by them, uh, I, <laughs> God pray, <help> I, me. <laughs> I pray my wife lets me sleep in. I pray, but 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 as many parents know, it's it's hard to sleep in when you have kids, even if you don't if you're not the parent that has to wake up just because your clock just gets all screwy when you have those rug rats. And like, you know, once you start waking up at six all the time, it just you know, your your body clock wakes you up at six no matter what. So just feel feel pity for me. Fire starters, feel pity for me a I hard won't. life
0: i'm sorry i won't you've got a beautiful family man you're 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 blessed
1: yeah i should be uh, thinking i get to wake up early i don't have to wake up i get to wake up early
0: right right you get to wake up early i get see to. it's all about mentality right uh zach claris's qb efficiency rating tonight uh Ask john elliott 102 i just pulled it up there what was it yeah. 102.8 which ain't good. bad frankly over 100 for pick a hundred
1: two picks and three picks yeah. for a
0: three pick game that's that's something yeah yeah um yeah unfortunately they don't uh everybody wondering that's about the brutal. stats yeah
1: when are they gonna fix that like that's a joke
0: well yeah it's a work in progress I know. so uh it is what it is you know what yeah You think of it as like, I don't get stats. You do get football. Remember 2020? That
1: sucked. Yeah, that blew. Yeah.
0: We got football. You got a great team to watch too here in Winnipeg. And uh, well, we're going to now look ahead to the Labor Day Classic in Regina on Sunday, September 3rd. So Bonfire Midweek, as we always do, will be Wednesday night, 730. Schnitzy, you'll join me. We'll go around the league. Maybe we'll have another special guest. We'll see. Um, And I'm working on somebody big. I'm working on somebody different. It's not Holly Jefferson either. Trying to get her. That would be awesome. Um, But working on somebody. So we'll see if that happens this week. Bonfire Midweek, Wednesday, 7.30, live, PM, on here on the channel. You and, uh, or myself and, uh, Chris Walby will, uh, get game day Winnipeg going. We'll probably do it on Saturday. Stay tuned. Keep an eye on the YouTube channel. We'll let you know. Uh, and then you and I will do game day after dark, after the matinee on, uh, on the Labor Day Sunday here on the channel. I
1: know. I can't believe it's already the Labor Day Classic. Are you going this year, buddy?
0: Uh, I don't have plans to. No. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, I I'm more focused on gray cup. Okay. Yeah.
1: I had someone from Hamilton call me today to see if I'm coming to gray cup. Like a, someone from the ticket office. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're already starting like, you know, it's almost labor day. They're already starting to, cause we went in 2021. Right. So they have us in their database asking if okay. we're coming. I don't know if I'm, if the bombers are in it, I, I probably am going. If yeah, they're not I mean, in it, I don't know.
0: I'll be there no matter what. Bonfire yeah, Sports be will be there no matter what. I'm even gonna I'm gonna cover the Jets from there. They got a couple home games. All right. They got a couple
1: road games. I feel like I need to go to the Great Cup this year, no matter what. Too.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna extend it into a bit of a uh, uh, a, a bit of a vacation. Right. Spend nice. some time with family I have out in in southern Ontario. Hang out with the nieces. Uh, see what they're up to now that they're in high school. I'm sure it's going to be uh different than when they were young. <laughs> you'll be you'll be trying to sell them on
1: hey, you should go do a geography degree. Go do well, a One phys- of them is
0: interested in geography, matter well, There you of fact. go.
1: Yeah. There you go. Wind shears. Have I told you about wind shears? No, Uncle Darren. Not again.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Well, with that, I think I will bid you and everyone else adieu. Great show tonight though. This was fun.
1: It was it's always fun, buddy. Yeah, and I sure everybody Did I get everybody... in your craw right there? Did I get in your craw and now you're shutting it down?
0: Yeah, just put a big uh put a big picnic blanket on the on the picnic table and throw all those crawdads there. Let's have a, an okay. old-fashioned cookout.
1: Okay, with crawdads.
0: Yeah. Well, that that's like, you know, you have a bonfire in the afternoon, right? Well, Labor Day classic. That's the there time to have it. Yeah. There you go, buddy. Well, we'll see everybody then. Should be fun. Okay. Love yeah. it. Bomber fans not ready for hockey. Bonfire Sports is ready for hockey. Oh, yes. Tell your friends. Jets coverage coming very, very soon.
1: That's exciting, buddy. I can't wait to hear more about it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay.
1: Final word to you, as always, my friend. Sayonara, everybody.